0: great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. (laughs) Up than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well, as am I. We're going to have some rain today. Oh, boy. We're going to have some fun. Had a good Monday game the other night, or last night, I should say. As of this recording last night. What the hey? And we pretty much settled the, we had a, my Eber, it's my Eberron game. And it, we had to take out this. This war-forged guy who's been following us for two days. I knew he was following us, but, you know, he finally, we got the trinket we were supposed to collect for the client, and then he shows up trying and take it, and we kind of, we took our lumps, but we stomped him. Oh, boy. That's fun. Hey, I was going to talk about house rules. House rules, collaborative house rules. In other words, making deals with the DM, with the GM. And what I mean by that is you want to do something. You see, there's something either either you've got some kind of maneuver you want to do or and this is this is outside of game. Or something you maybe you tried and you let you do it and then you talked about it afterwards. And what What it means like a maneuver you want to do or a class that just doesn't quite fit or something like that. And they always say, talk to your GM and, you know, you, you two hash it out. Okay, no problem. But what's kind of the negotiation that goes on as a player, as a game master? On the player's side, you want to do whatever you set out to do and find out a way in the rules or out of the rules to do it. And on the the other side of the screen, on the GM side, you want to make sure this doesn't break your game, or you're giving them too much leeway, or something like that. And it's it's kind of a fine, it's basically the fine art of negotiation. It's an art more than a craft, and it just comes together. And usually, nine times out of ten, players and game masters can come together on this. And comes up with something that works. I've seen people who want to do a certain maneuver and the the GM just has to sit down and say, okay, well, it does this, it does that. If it's an attack, it does that damage. Or defense, you get that pluses. And this is the situation. You got to... What you're doing is establishing parameters between the two of you. I've done it before in Champions when fourth edition came out, the Big Blue Book, one of the biggest, hottest controversies in the hero, the champions community was and you 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 champions players and game masters know where I'm going. It's the VPP, the variable point power pool. and it can be a game breaker if you're not careful even the book admits that it's got that little stop symbol here like think it about think about this before you want to let it in your game well i wanted to use it for a specific purpose because i always had the contention that it was very very hard if almost impossible to make a magic user in champions in other words, I wanted to play Doctor Strange, and I didn't know how to do it. And I looked at the VPP, and I go, hey, there's a way to do it. But I'm going to have to come to terms with my Game, my game Master. Now, I, I wanted to make a Doctor Strange type. I ended up doing that, Doctor Moostick. But I also used it for another character I had called Direwolf, who had this magic ring. Sort of, He was sort of a feral, more rangerish version of a Green Lantern and he had this ring because he was actually it was more like Captain America in Green Lantern because he relied a lot on his physical prowess because he's been ultra he's been he's been ultra trained by the followers of the White Wolf and he got the ring from then from another from an alien that crashed and the White Wolf is like you know multiverse uh, universal type thing. Like the Green Lantern Corps and all that, but he had set powers in the ring, and also Doctor Moose Dick, which is an anthropomorphic moose version of Doctor Strange. I said, "Look, let's let's come to terms on this. Both of these characters. First of all, we got a guy with a ring." Now, mostly he does stuff like he carries around a rifle with rubber bullets in it. He's got a net. He's got a belt like Batman. He's got stuff in. And he's basically going to Captain America, but he uses the ring when, you know, it's not like a Green Lantern ring where, you know, anything you think of, no, it's got certain powers. So I came up with like, I came up, we came up with a VPP and I came up with like four or five powers that fit into the ring. And... With with the points I had, and I said, "Okay, tell you what." And I did it with Doctor moustic too. I said, "I up with a VPP." Only well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. I said, "Look, once again, I want the option to try something new with the ring if I can come up with something on the fly," and I did. I came up with a special list for champions that listed everything in shorthand and their cost. In fact, it was like the The title of the power, its cost, plus the advantages, disadvantages, very small print. But I said, I'm going to have this with me. And if I want to slap something together within those points and try it on the fly, I want to try it. And if it works, you will give me permission to put it in my ring as a main thing. It may work. It may not work. I may not like it. And he said, okay. So that was how the ring worked. Now, Dr. Movestick had a variable point power pool also for magic. And I gave him a pretty hefty one, but I put some limitations on it. And I wanted it to work like the ring because I wanted it to say, okay, I want to try something, you know, in the heat of battle or something. I'm going to try something. And if it works, I'm going to add this to my repertoire, add it to my spell book or whatever. And he said, okay. And I was very... I tried not to abuse it and all that kind of stuff, but I did put some specific things on there. I put a, an, a battery on there, an endurance battery on there, and I took the advantage of I can either run it off my own endurance or the endurance battery. Mostly, it ran off the endurance battery for the most part because I had enough endurance to handle it. But I wanted to create certain, there were certain situations I wanted it for. I wanted both. And also there'd be a role involved for activation in certain cases. What I was trying to do is basically doing the, I'm all out of endurance on the battery. And there's this thing, I'm going to put my own endurance in there, but this is going to really, really hurt me type of thing. Kind of like johnny storm's nova blast where he just does it and that's all his energy and he just collapses unconscious that kind of thing that's what i was going for so i could do this spell but it's gonna i'm not and then bam and then at the afterwards they're going that kind of thing that's what i was and and the gm loved it and he said sure go ahead and do it and See, that's the kind of thing that's the kind of negotiation I'm talking about. In D and D or any other role playing game, it's the same way. So you gotta sit down and negotiate with the DM. But you gotta, you know, have some expectations on not only how do you want the power the spell or whatever it is maneuver to work, but you've also got to be reasonable about because the GM's gonna be looking at game balance. I mean, not, you know, strictly I hate I hate game balance, I hate balance in a game. I don't know why, but it just it it restricts you. But at the same time, you've got to pay it some homage, and so the GM has to think about. You know, he has to say, okay, is this a little overpowered or what? It's the same way like making a magic item in D anD. d You make it, you do the rolls. You know, you can negotiate with the GM. You make it, you do the rolls, and it there it is. Boom, you got it. So. It's the same thing. As far as I'm concerned, magic item creation is, or spell research is all about negotiation with the game master. Maybe you'll write up the spell or the magic item. Maybe the game master will, but you've got, you've got to negotiate. And that's the way it it works for house rules or anything else you want to do. So that's the kind of thing you got to think about. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on anchor. We are monetized so as little as ninety-nine cents a month. You too can help support the program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. And don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognar Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Young Yowl Bear podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.